Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Lavender Woman Podcast. We have a great episode coming up for you guys. Let's get started. of the Lavender Woman podcast and don't really have a big intro this week um, I think we touched on a lot last week so I just hope that you guys are doing well that you're drinking your water that you are applying your affirmations and watering your seeds of lavender which are also our seeds of wisdom and without further ado let's just jump right in so last week I told you guys how I had been pondering a title for the segment for men because this is a platform for women. However, we do have input um, from a man on this podcast from time to time. And hey, maybe some men listen. You never know. So I wanted to incorporate something so that they will feel included. I don't want for them to feel excluded from this platform. It's geared towards women, but men are always welcome. And I researched everything, y'all. I'm talking about, I was online researching gems and stones and colors, and I found colors I had never heard of before, but nothing really resonated with me with the connection to being a lavender woman. So I was on the phone with hubby one day, just saying, I really need a segment for the men. I really need a segment for the men. And he just said it. And I was so irritated, but I couldn't let him know that I was irritated because I had done all this research and I was just, nothing was sticking with me. Nothing was really, it just didn't sound perfect the way that his um, segment title sounded. So you want to tell the people what you came up with? I am in. Yes, my co-host is here, guys. So, um, my husband is joining us on this episode, episode 15. He is back. Um, hopefully, we can get through this episode. He's already eating dinner, so we shouldn't have a I'm hungry, we need to wrap this up type of situation. We should be able to get through it. So, my better half is here, my co-host is here, and he came up with Iron Man. For the men's segment on the Lavender Woman. Where did it come from? How did you come up with that? And why was it so perfect? Like, that's my thing. I was doing all of this research and he was just like, why don't you just call it the Lavender um, Iron Men? And I'm like, why do you get on my nerves so bad? So, you want to tell the people how you came up with it? It just came. It really wasn't no big, big thought. I was, you know, sitting there. I talk to guys at work all the time. And we tend to talk. And, you know, through our situation that we have, you know, we help each other with other situations. So we kind of sharpen each other up. So I'm glad you mentioned sharpen because years ago we were a part of a marriage group at our old church. And um, the thing for the men of that group was, Iron sharpens iron, and that comes from Proverbs 27, verse 17. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And the sharpening of iron really just means the development and the molding of a man's character. So it's just, it's perfect for, it's very befitting for this particular podcast because as a lavender woman, we are becoming more graceful, more grace-filled, more elegant, more refined. And for a man that is developing and molding his character, it just goes hand in hand. So it's, it's literally perfect for this platform. So my first question to you. To you. Are you an Iron Man? Am I an Iron Man? Yes. Currently, on today, July 22nd. Well, by the time the audience hears this, it'll be July 23rd. So, in this moment, Mm -hmm. are you an Iron Man? Are you completely an Iron Man? No. Okay. 
That's honest, being honest. No, okay. that's what this is about. So okay. what steps have you taken or are you currently taking to evolve into an Iron Man? Mm. Well, the steps that I'm currently taking, well, I'm trying to spend more of my time doing things that's more, you know, that benefits more to my family than just myself. And... You know, being an Iron Man takes a lot of work. So, just can't wake up tomorrow and be an Iron Man. Because clearly, we've been married a long time. And, you know, got to develop. So, I mean, that's one step. I mean, listening more. Mm. Taking your advice on. Whew. Jesus. Okay. I know. Sorry. I know. Sorry. I know. Continue. I'm not but sometimes, you know... Being an Iron Man don't mean always you have to get advice from a man. So you got to be willing to take it, have it come from wherever it come. So Not from wherever it comes because you should be seeking wise counsel. But what I'm saying is you can't just be biased and just take all your advice from a man. Okay. That, okay. That's all I'm saying. Because there is some women out here that have been through some things that can actually help you, you know, not make the same mistakes they're man-made. You know, so it's people out here with good advice. You just gotta, you gotta find them, you know, the right place to seek it. Okay. Pretty much, that's that's what it is. So those are the steps that you're currently taking to become an Iron Man or to continue on your journey of an Iron Man. I look at becoming, becoming an Iron Man. Becoming an Iron Man. Right, because you know. I mean, Michelle Obama wrote a whole book about becoming. We're constantly becoming. You've never fully arrived at something because there's always more room for growth. There's always more room for improvement. So becoming is something that we are constantly doing every day, day by day. Book is amazing. If you have not read it, you should. It's definitely worth a read. Um, so yeah, so becoming is, is the perfect word because we're always becoming something. Um, just being mindful of what we're becoming is what's most important. So... How does the real modern-day Iron Man relate to that of the character Tony Stark, also known as Iron Man, from multiple Marvel movies? Like, I'm not going to sit here now. He was in Avengers. I think he had his own Iron Man trilogy, maybe. I don't know. Listen, I watch the Marvel movies, but I can't just repeat them off the top of my head probably the way that my husband can but I just know that I like Tony Stark in the movies I like the role of <laughs> Iron Man you like Tony Stark's in the movie you like Robert Downey Jr. in the movie yeah I do and he's a great actor he's a great actor but I, I love that character like right. when he goes into character um so I like him when he's not Iron Man too when he's just being like his character stuff in the movie Tony Tony I like Tony as well. Tony's really freaking smart. He really is. But when he goes into Iron Man mode, like the movie, that's when the movie really gets interesting. So I do like that particular character in the Marvel movies. So how do you think that particular like character relates to a real-life, modern-day Iron Man? Well, that's simple. If okay. you watch those movies and, like you say, you know, you've been paying attention, if you know anything about Iron Man... He's just like Captain America. He's a leader. Mm. So the Iron Man has to lead his family, you know. That's one thing. And he has to come up with solutions to problems. And that's what Tony did, too. So yeah. if you had to compare the two, you know. And you got and, they, and a lot of people trusted Iron Man. So that's all you have. You got to be able to lead your family. And you got to be able to make those decisions. And your family got to stand behind you and trust you on decisions that you make to be better for you and your family. So, I mean. That ties into last week um, when I mentioned the submission that was spoken about at our beloved delegation leader, Sarah Jakes Roberts Woman Evolve Conference. And her and her husband, Pastor Torrey Roberts, they spoke on submission and why so many women have a hard time submitting to their husbands. Because submission ultimately means I trust you with the mission. And for a lot of women that could be complete that could be a really difficult task. 
Um, so you saying that Iron Man was a leader and people trusted him, that should be, you know, the the gameplay in your home as well. If we have this task that's before us, if we have this mission that's in front of us, I trust you to carry out this mission. I trust that you're going to make the best decision for our family to move us forward, to keep us safe, to mm -hmm. keep us, you know, prospering. And honestly, it's, sometimes it's hard because we don't always make the right decisions and it's not intentionally um, a lot of times or it's not malicious, but sometimes we just fall short. And when those things happen, it can really um, hinder that submission from taking place. Another thing mm -hmm. about being an Iron Man and Iron Man, you have to leave a mark. Mm. That's what you have to do. You know, you want to leave something for your family. Just like, you know, he left his mark. So, I mean... Being an Iron Man comes, it, it means it should come naturally, but it don't. So, I mean, you just got to work towards it. It's a nonstop process. It don't happen overnight. You got to put the work in, even when you don't feel like it. Because I don't feel like it a lot of times. But you have to do what you have to do for your family, for your wife, for your kids, if you have any. You got to be that you got to be the leader for your family. That's good stuff. You dropping gems on early in the podcast? Okay, so a lavender woman, you know, I've explained it a bunch of times throughout um, all the episodes. Go back and listen to episode one. If you have not, I give an in-depth description um, as to what a lavender woman is, but basically to sum it up in the, for this episode, a lavender woman is a modern day Proverbs 31 woman. And if you don't know, like if you want to read your Bible, you're not sure where to start because it's confused and then you don't understand anything that's going on in there. Start with Psalms or Proverbs. My grandmother, that was the first um, book that she had me read was the book of Proverbs because it's the book of wisdom. So you can gain so much from that book, just reading Proverbs. Um, but a Proverbs 31 woman, I mean, it literally says she's worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and he lacks nothing of value. She brings him good and not harm all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still dark to provide food for her family and portions for her servant girls. She considers the fields and she buys it. She buys it out of her earnings and she plants a vineyard. Like there's so many gems in Proverbs 31. Um, my husband actually gifted me with a Proverbs 31 what are we calling it? Was is it like a? It's like a plaque. It's like a plaque, but it's but huge. It's like a. How can you say it? Like one of those old medieval shields, but it's made out of wood, and it got old, old writing. Yeah. That I got somebody to make. And know. it literally cites um, a portion of the Proverbs thirty-one chapter. Um, Literally, if you're reading it from like a more modern translation, it says the wife of noble character. So that's pretty much what a lavender woman is. It is a modern day Proverbs 31 woman. With that being said, my question to you is... To? To you. Again? Yes. Mm. <laughs> because you have been on this journey of transformation with me to become a lavender woman... What happens when an Iron Man meets a Lavender Woman? What happens when those two people meet? When they link up, when they connect? What happens? A fully developed Iron Man or... I mean, can we speak from the aspect of fully developed? Because I know I'm not a fully developed I'm Lavender Woman. Either. I'm working at it every day. I'm not fully developed. So let's speak at it from where we currently are. Once we started evolving into the people we are today, mm. the lavender woman that I am becoming, the Iron Man that you are becoming, what happens when those evolved people connect? 
They make it 18. Mm. So we do Avengers? I mean, Avengers and the 18 are two different things. For real? Yeah. So what's the 18? That's what the, Mr. T know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Shut up, fool. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember yeah, that. Yeah. I didn't know that's what you yeah. was talking about, but I do remember but that. But they, they, you make a team. You make a team. You make a strong team. Okay. And that's, you know, two is always better than one. Hello. So, with both of y'all combined... We can you know, get more accomplished. You get more accomplished yeah. and you got more insight because you both can put your opinions, you know, and help each other out. Therefore, at the end of the day, it's kind of like iron shopping iron on both sides. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I, get, I help you get better. You help me get better. So it's a win-win for both sides. Instead of just being one side. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. So... For me. You said Avengers. I didn't know. You said 18, so I just thought A stood for Avengers. I didn't know you literally meant 18. A do mean Avengers, too, but A team. When you put A and put team together, you know. know. So you're just going to shade me? I'm not not shade. That was shade. They're probably just, saying the same you thing. You could have just rolled with him, like, yeah, babe, I was talking about Avengers. Then they would have thought me and you both didn't know what it was. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, and trust me, like he's gonna give me a whole spill about the eighteen once we end this episode. So I'm already well, you might have looked that up when we finish. No, I'm not I'm not looking up anything. Um anyway, back on topic. For me, meeting and then marrying a man that is on an Iron Man evolution. It showed me something that I never verbalized about myself. You know what that thing is? Mm. You know? So, I always knew I wanted a certain type of love. I always knew that I had never received that love before. But what this journey has taught me is that not only did I want it, not only is it was it something that was greatly desired, but it showed me that I deserved it. And I think that's like the... I don't know, like the, the the mountain high peak of evolving is that you realize so much about yourself. You realize what you really deserve as opposed to what you have just been tolerating for so many years. And with everything that I've been through, all the mistakes that I made, sometimes the shame and guilt that we carry with us throughout our lives makes us think that we don't deserve such a love or such goodness or such respect or kindness. But you should know otherwise. You should know that you do deserve it. But that growth is what helps you realize that. So, being that we are both on individual journeys to become better versions of ourselves, to become our best selves, what are the positives that me as a evolving lavender woman brings into your life? Mm. What do I bring to your life as a lavender woman? I mean, what do you bring? You bring, I mean, companionship. Um, you bring a brain. You're smart. <laughs> okay. Um, you know what I mean? I always tell him I'm the smartest person he knows, but okay. But oh, anyway. I don't tell you that? But like all the time? You say it, but. Oh, it's not true? Of course. I'm I still, was going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm legit I'm trying one to, of the I'm smartest people I'm trying to answer this question know. right now. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. And you, you messed my train of thought up, you, you know? know? I was just using that as the time for you to kind of give me my props, you know? You got give your props. Give me my flowers. You got them. Oh, okay. I mean, you're a great mother. Mm. So, hands down. Hands down. Hands down. When the, probably the best mom I know, besides, you know, my mom. I mean, shout out my mom. Mm-hmm. Um... What's wrong? I'm waiting. I'm listening. Oh, oh. I mean, you always there. I mean, you're caring. I mean, you never. He means caring, guys. He's a bit southern. What I say? Be, you caring. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, you're very caring. Caring. C a r i n g. You did. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I'm caring. sorry. But no, um, she's always there when I need her. She's always on time. She wants to do whatever she needs to do. To help me be great. I mean, I honestly couldn't do nothing without her. That's true. Oh. Oh. What? That was sweet. Mm-hmm. It's true, though. Okay. I mean, 
you bring a lot. You bring a lot. Besides, you know, and all about material things as far as the money and all this, man, you bring a whole lot. You know, more than money. So, you should be proud of yourself. Thank you. It does say in Proverbs 31 that she's worth far more than Ruby, so... I'm glad that I'm living up to that standard as best as I can. I miss the mark a lot, like, by all means, I miss the mark more often than I'm proud of, more often than I care to admit, but I do. I miss the mark, but I do wake up each day with the intention to be better than the day before. Which was yesterday. Literally. Mm-hmm. So, if I ask myself that same question, what positives do you bring into my life as an Iron Man? The number, and this is probably going to be shocking that this is my number one answer um, because I don't think this would be a lot of women's number one answer. I really want to know what it is. What do, you, what do you think it is? I'm not, no. No, you tell me what you think no, it is. No, I'm not going to. Nope. Mm-mm. I didn't cheat for you. Okay, but okay, so I'll tell you what it is and then you tell me if that's what you were thinking. Can we do that? I mean, I can tell you a story though. You would know. But you're not going to do that because you're going to tell me your truth. No, I'm not going to say anything. I'm listening to what you have to say. Okay, so my number one um, positive that you bring into my life as a as an Iron Man is stability. I would have never guessed that one. Yeah, that's why I said I don't think it's something that you would have thought of. It's like my number one answer. Define that. I chose stability as my first answer um, of a positive that you bring into my life as an Iron Man because... My life had been so unstable for so long, and it was just like all over the place. And stability is important for growth. You can't grow in unstable environments. You need it to be stable. You need someone that can just stabilize your life and help you to just slow it down and just take a look at what you have, everything that you have going on, be grateful, be thankful. And begin the process of healing and growth. So you provide a type of stability that I had never had before. And stability isn't always financial. So if you are comparing it to like financial stability, that's absolutely the opposite of what I'm talking about. I'm talking about stability as in um, having a safe place to be myself. Um, Stability as in if I am having a rough day, it's a no judgment zone. Stability as in... We're in this together regardless. That's the type of stability that I'm referring to, not financial stability. Even though you are an amazing provider, that is not the type of stability that I'm referring to. Cool. Didn't think that, did you? I told you. Stability is important. And so many people don't have it. And I don't think they realize it. The thing is... And the fact they don't have it. No, a lot of people really don't have stability. No, it's not. Like I said, I don't think it's that fact. I think it's the fact they got the definition wrong. Mm. They look at at stability as one thing. Which is what financial. Right. Yeah. Because that's what what you you always hear people talk about. And that's what is always thrown out. You know? No, real stability is way deeper than finances. It really is. Real stability is the core. Instead of saying real stability, you got to be like, you know... What kind of stability is it? Because you got financial stability, right? Mm-hmm. And what's the what's yours? It's just stability. Right. It's got to be a difference between the two because, like I said, people only know of one. Like, I would have never thought you would have said that because I only know one. Right. But the thing about it is, and that's why I say a lot of people don't have it, is because you can have all the financial stability in the world but still not feel like you're stable in your relationship. Because there are other things that's making your relationship unstable. So that's the type of stability that I'm referring to. The stability to be myself. The stability to heal through things that have traumatized me. The stability to know that I can come home to a no judgment zone. I can come home to someone that I can count on and depend on. That's the type of stability that's most important to me far beyond finances. Right. But like I said, a lot of people don't know. A lot of people don't know Yeah. which one you're talking about. So there, you threw me, I was gone. Mm. I could have been thinking anything else, like I said. Yeah, I told you, you, you wouldn't have guessed that that was my number one thing that you provide. She just wanted me to throw random answers out, because you knew I wasn't going to guess it. I mean, could have been a wild shot, but also you provide um, support, which goes hand-in-hand with stability. You 
provide protection, love, partnership, commitment, loyalty, longevity, and you provide family. Like you and the kids are literally my immediate family. So that's like super important to me that um, that we honor that. So you got anything else to say about that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So remember a few episodes ago, I told you guys about a segment that I would be incorporating called So I Saw Meme. And we actually haven't had a chance to do it since I said it because um, all the episodes after that were just really um, topic driven and it really didn't allow for that particular segment. But here we are. We are here and it is time. So I saw a meme and it said, people can only meet you as deeply as they've met themselves. And y'all know, I'm, I'm a writer, I'm a poet, words are important to me, words are literally like almost everything to me because words have power. And when we realize that we'll be more conscious with the words that we speak, the words that we write, the words that we convey to others, that's another topic for another day. But that meme is applicable to this episode because nine out of ten times you are going you are not going to evolve at the same pace, at the same rate, at the same time, at the same speed as your spouse. So when it says that people can only meet you as deeply as they've met themselves, if you guys are evolving together on at the same pace, that's beautiful. Kudos to you. Like, we are literally... Let me see. Can I insert... Can I insert a um, a round of applause here? Let's see if we can insert a round of applause. There it is. Kudos to you. That's not our testimony, though. We did not evolve at the same time. And because of that... I had more work to do, so I began my evolution a while ago, way before I thought about this podcast or dreamt about this platform, long before I knew exactly what a lavender woman was, I began the work to become a better person. And once I started making those changes, I found him looking at me like, who are you? Because when you... Are with someone you kind of get used to their crazy and you get used to their drama and you get used to their you just get used to everything about them and when you make such drastic changes it can literally have your spouse looking at you like you are a stranger um almost like you are an imposter in the marriage and what that mean meant to me regarding this particular topic of um when an iron man meets a lavender woman seeing parts of me that he had never seen before. Like I was able to resurrect parts of me that he had never seen before, that he had never been introduced to. It brought attention to some areas in his life that needed some work. So in the beginning, we battled um, because he couldn't meet me where I currently was because he hadn't met himself there. So on my journey to become a lavender woman, how do you feel that it helped you strengthen or pick up the pace or even start the journey to becoming an Iron Man? Well, you said everybody can't stay the same, right? Yeah. Right. But we, I mean, yeah. If you evolve and I'm not, I'm going to get left behind, right? Mm-hmm. In a sense, I'm not, I'm not going to be where you are. And we need to meet eye to eye. We don't need to meet. You need to be far ahead and way back there because we need to grow every day we need to grow. So me being idle and not going nowhere is not helping our relationship, not helping our marriage. I mean, I got to have something to work towards. So did my journey towards becoming a lavender woman inspire you yeah. on your current journey? Of course it did, because if you can do it, why can't I do it? Mm-hmm. I mean, But in the beginning, let's be honest, it was rough. Still is sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it is because because to be honest, you are still ahead of me. You know, I mean, we grow different, we do things different, we think different. 
So everybody don't mature at the same time. But like I said in the beginning of this particular part of the episode, I had more work to do. I think. Right. I had more work to do. That's my opinion of myself in this relationship. You may feel otherwise. But sometimes more work means more work. Okay. It means you put more work in. Yeah. Well, you don't got a lot of work to do. You tend to be lazy because you can eventually get to it when you get to it. But when you got a lot of work to do, you ain't got that time to sit around and, you know, petty here and blah there and blah there. You got to start building. So, it's just like the tortoise and the hare. Kind of. If you in the lead already, you ain't got much to do. You can kick your feet up a little bit. But then you looked up. And you were gone. And I was gone, like, in the wind. Because, y'all, when I tell y'all I did the work... Like, I went to therapy, I read as many books as I could, I began the internal work that I needed to do to bring forth the healing that I needed in certain areas of my life, because I had certain traumas that all these years later were still lingering in my life, and they were greatly affecting me as a person, as a wife, as a mother, as a daughter, as a friend, and I did the work, and I think I did the work so aggressively that it... it shocked you the right I don't know I don't think shocked I don't think you were shocked by it I think you were more caught off guard from the change or the I don't know how okay maybe I should just ask you how did it feel when I aggressively pursued my healing I mean it was mind-blowing it was quick yeah to the fact that you were so you know, eyes forward on a mission to get your life together. You ain't want to slow down. Yeah, that and means, I still haven't slowed down. And that means you didn't stick your hand out. You were gone. But then once you, you know, you gave me the opportunity to catch up. I was gonna say now. Yeah, you I ain't just you ain't just me. But but, okay. but pretty much what I'm saying is this: you put you turned the gas on. Yeah. So. That was my job to either keep up or watch you go. It's up to me, you know. So, I mean, I was idle. Mm-hmm. Like you said, sometimes you're just happy being the now you. You're just happy. And sometimes, yeah. You're just happy being you. And sometimes think, I don't even mm-hmm. think you're happy. Sometimes I just think you're comfortable with well, being the version that you currently are. Well, if you're comfortable, if you're, if you're comfortable in the skin that you're in, as far as what I'm saying is... Doing what you do every day, you know how every day is gonna be. Yeah. You ain't can't nothing catch you off guard because you know this. You're gonna do this. You're gonna do that. You're cool with this. You're cool with that. But it's always to something new that's gonna shake you up a little bit. And what you were doing, I, I mean, I was just comfortable being me, simple old me, you know. And not saying that anything was wrong with the version of you that you were at that time. But, but I'm thirty. I'm, I'm I'm over thirty four. Thirty four years old. You're almost thirty five, sir. Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, you can't be comfortable at thirty five thinking twenty five. Right. No. No. That's absolutely not what I'm saying because you know? I'm completely opposed to that type of thinking. But what I'm saying is that sometimes we think that. Even at our current age, hey, we're doing pretty good. Like, yeah, I know I have some areas that I need to work on. For the most part, I'm doing pretty good. And when you have a spouse in your corner that is so forward-thinking like I am, I always saw the potential in you. I always saw who you could become if you actually worked at it enough, if you put the time and dedication to it. And one of my, like, favorite people of all time, um, the very... Um, intelligent and outspoken Amanda Seals, she literally said like a week ago, some people are comfortable in the current versions of themselves that they are. And regardless of how much you want them to be the version that you know they can be until they are uncomfortable with the version that they are, they're going to remain that version. And so when I aggressively um, pursued my healing so that I could become a better person, you were kind of just like, oh, okay, this is different. Because sometimes you got to look at people are, the one thing that people are afraid of. And what's that? Change. Yeah. But nothing changes until something changes. Right. But that word alone scares a lot of people. Because if every, if every day is a sunny day, 
What's the sunny day? Right. But also, you have to look at it like this. If we're not making forth, if we're not putting forth the effort to make changes, and I don't mean that all changes have to be drastic like mine's was. Mine's was literally... Life-changing. It was life-changing. It was drastic. I literally just woke up one day and said, I cannot do this anymore. I cannot be the same person. Okay, let's backtrack. I did not wake up one day and decided that my life fell apart. (laughs) Okay, like completely fell apart. I've talked about this before in previous episodes. And I looked up and I was spinning out of control. My mental health had taken a complete nosedive. Um... My circle had fallen apart. My one of the most important influential people in my life had died. I was a mess. So I didn't just wake up one day and say, I'm going to change my life. No, my life fell apart. And that really gave me the fuel to um, pursue. You had to pick up the pieces. Literally, because I was left with nothing but pieces. I woke up one day and all the pieces of me were laying on the floor. But the thing about pieces is you had an opportunity where you had the opportunity to put them together the way you wanted to. That's right. And that's what I did. When I picked up my broken pieces off the ground, when I rebuilt myself, I didn't build myself the same way that I had been built before. I completely rebuilt myself. Because some pieces you didn't need. I didn't need those pieces anymore. And the pieces that I didn't need, I didn't put them back. I did not put them back. Um, and that's, that's, that's what's important when you're on a journey of growth and healing and evolution is that you have to rid yourself of the parts of you that you no longer need. You have to rid yourself of the people who no longer serve you, the places that no longer bring you joy. You have to get rid of all of those things in order to be the best version of yourself that you can be. And when I made that aggressive change, okay, people always say like, I'm not the person I was 10 years ago. Great, none of us should be the person that we were 10 years ago. But when I literally can say, I'm not even the same person I was last week. Like, that's how aggressive each day of my life has become. You can ask him. All I do is read, research, listen to podcasts. I get a a new woman every week. Literally every (laughs) week, he doesn't know who he's coming home to day to day. That's actually a good thing. Because she gave me something forward to, you know. Something to look forward to. Because yeah. so he doesn't know. Because that's how passionate that I am about being the best version of myself that I can be. Because I was a, the worst version of myself for so long that I don't want to spend any more time. Because I don't know how much time I have left being mediocre. I want to be the best possible version that I can be. So... I think when you are with someone and they aggressively um, go after their change and their healing, it can be it can be difficult. And I know in the beginning he was just like, "Listen, I don't even know who you are anymore." Like I stopped listening to certain types of music, I stopped going certain places. I mean, I stopped drinking and consuming alcohol long before I actually became a better person. That was mm. just a personal choice. Um, but I literally have not consumed alcohol since, what's it, 2009 or 2010? Man, you probably smell alcohol right now and get drunk. I think it was 2009. <laughs> was it 9 or 10? Do you uh, remember? I don't know. It was either 2009 or 2010, so I'm literally like approaching, either I'm at 10 years or I'm approaching 10 years that I have consumed zero alcohol and that was before i decided i wanted to be a better person that was a personal choice from just not liking the way i felt um when i drank not liking um my behavior when i drank i know so many people who don't like the way that they act when they drink they don't like the way that they feel for days after they drink but yet they drink every weekend and it's just like you have to wake up one day and decide that this no longer serves me Once upon a time, it served me. Once upon a time, it was cool. It was fun. But where I'm headed, the journey that I'm currently on, I cannot take this thing with me because this is going to hinder me from being the best version of myself that I can possibly be. And it's not always alcohol. Sometimes it's friends. Listen, sometimes we have crappy friends. Sometimes we have friends that um, hinder us more than inspire us, that prevent us more than motivate us. And we hold on to them for what? Why? I I really need someone to explain that to me. Um, I've been hearing so much about family versus relatives lately. And the podcast I was listening to today literally said 
family. Did she say family or relatives? You were in the car when I was listening to it. Did she say relatives? No, she said family. She said family is not DNA. Family is behavior. There are family members that I literally just cannot be connected to in the traditional way that family should be connected because they are toxic to my life. They are toxic to my mental health. They are toxic to my healing. They are just toxic to my well-being. And once you realize that, you will not beat yourself up about having to remove yourself from the equation. I love them. I want nothing but the best for them. But they cannot occupy the immediate space in my life. It, I just can't. And so there, you have to reach a point where you're just like, in order for me to evolve, these people can't go. In order for me to evolve, I can't go to these places anymore. In order for me to evolve, I have to stop drinking every weekend. In order for me to evolve, I have to stop spending so much excess money and I need to budget. In order for me to evolve, I need to go to therapy. Listen, when I first went to therapy, it was because I needed it. God, I needed it really, really bad. And therapy helped me overcome so many obstacles in my life. But then therapy became a source of me to manage people who were in my life who needed therapy in one go. Seriously, so many people need therapy, and I just... I was one of Oh, my Lord Jesus. Hmm. And he... We've done, like, couples therapy and marriage therapy, and he's always been so opposed to it. But when I went to therapy and started getting my life together, like, I went to individual therapy, and he could see the changes that were taking place in the work that I was putting forth. I think it changed his perception about therapy because there's like a stigma in the black community regarding mental health and therapy. And it needs to stop because so many of us are suffering because we feel like therapy makes us weak or this, or saying I have anxiety or saying I have depression or I have PTSD makes you, um, that's another word for weak bay. It makes you vulnerable. Yeah. But that's the thing. We talked about vulnerability up here. Being vulnerable is the best thing that you can do for yourself when it comes to your healing. You have to be vulnerable. You have to you have to be. There's really no way outside of being vulnerable, but maybe I will revisit that episode at a later date. But I'm glad to know that my transition help you to see the areas in your life that needed some work and some transitioning. You will. Really? <laughs> that's your that's your response to that. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, you know, I'm happy you where you are right now. Maybe I get where I need to be at also. But you have to acknowledge the work that you've done to this point as well. Oh no. That's no. one thing that we oh, don't cool. do enough of. We always look at how much further we have to go instead of looking at how far we've come. Mhm. Got a lot of, got a lot more work to do. So I mean, do you want to disclose to the platform what our main issue is with you? You don't have to. I mean, it's not that deep. It's not even that serious. No, it ain't. It ain't serious at all. It's not deep <laughs> at all, actually. But all right, in all the right, heat right. of the moment, all he right. will make, it, make seem it seem quick. like, uh-uh, uh-uh no, 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 wait a second. Right. In the heat of the moment, he will make it seem like it's like the deepest thing in the world, y'all. And it's not even that deep. <sighs> I'm going to go ahead and make it quick. Unless, you know, painful as possible. Mm. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this either. I'm just going to say it. I'm listening. I'm time listening. management. Yeah. All right, that's it. Listen, that's it. Y'all. That's it. Listen, y'all. The time management is horrible. Most women complain about a man who doesn't work. Listen, I have a man who works too much. Okay? So my issue is not, oh, my God, you need to go to work. Oh, my God, you need to do this. My issue is, can you take a day off work? Or when you're home, keep this mother stuff besides, you know, what you want to do sometimes. I was, I was getting no, there. No, no, you're taking too long to get there. No, I was getting there. No, you're going to drag it on. And, you, and you're not just going to skip over it either, <laughs> okay? Because we had a whole debate about this literally over the weekend. Like, it was, it was a whole thing, okay, that was completely unnecessary. So, my two issues with him with time management is that, number one, he's always at work. Typically, he works seven days a week, and he works 12-hour shifts. So, when he gets home, he really doesn't want to be fooled with. He's tired. He's been at work all day, and his job is kind of stressful, it's, um, and it takes a lot out of him. I get that, and I can honor that, and I can respect that. But then you have times when you are home, 
and your time management still isn't quite where it needs to be. And what is that issue, sir? Because you just kind of said, oh, time management. No, no, no. There is time <laughs> management, and then there's a specific issue that we continue to have. And what is that issue? How do you put my issue out there like What's that? What's the issue? Because I don't want... Okay, what is killing me with this generation is <laughs> like relationship goals. Like everybody want to be the next this person, that person. Listen, your favorite couple has issues, okay? We were literally having a thing over the weekend about this very topic. So I don't want it to be nobody relationship goals. I just want y'all to be the best that y'all can be in y'all own relationships as we strive to be the best we can in our relationship. What's the thing, sir? We are open, honest, and transparent on this podcast. So what's the thing? Because we need to wrap this up. We are at 45 minutes. Playing the game. With, my, with my friends. I'm going to give it to y'all. The Xbox. I got a PlayStation 2. You know. But he doesn't play If you want to play Holla at me, she'll give you my no, game No, no, no. We're not giving out no gamer tags. That's exactly what we're not going to do on this platform. Leave it in the review column. No. The gamer tag. No. Listen. 2K. No. He has an Xbox. What is it? One. One. And a PlayStation Pro. Pro. And as long as we have been together 16 whole years. She already should know, right? 16 whole years. That has been the thorn in my side. I don't do nothing else. It does not matter. I don't go so out. I don't come it, home. It does not matter. And he always says that I don't go out. I, I don't come home late. I'm home with you okay, every day. Okay, okay. That's my hobby. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with having a hobby. However, your hobby still needs time management. So this is what happens. I come home from work. I tend to the kids. I tend to the house. I cook dinner. I clean. Usually, 95% of the time, all of that is taken care of before he even steps through the door from work. He showers. He eats dinner. And then it's like, bang, I'm going to play one game. In a perfect world... One basketball game on the Xbox is about what twenty minutes because they're like five minute quarters. But okay, about thirty minutes. But in a perfect, but in a a perfect world, you won't you won't play one game. Here we go. That's the whole thing. One game turns into two. Two turns into four. Which we had a whole series. Four turns into six, and before I know it, seven. It's a series. It just happens. He plays an entire series. But I'm I'm enjoying myself though. The kids are in bed, I am in bed, and he's been on the game for like four hours. Yeah, it sounds bad when I say it like that, doesn't it? And I thought you were going to say like six. <laughs> no, sometimes it is like no, six, no, hours. Ain't no six hours. No, it six hours. It is, hours. sometimes. Nah, nah. that's and what they got nothing to do. And it's like, dude, we have stuff to do. That's more important. And like I had to tell him the other day, my issue is not you playing the game. My issue is how long you play the game. So, we started on a yard project last week. And because he was mad with me, y'all, he went out there every day in 100-degree weather messing with the yard. To have a heat stroke and die. I was, I was, I was looking me. for a stroke. Yeah, I couldn't even find it. <laughs> because, I couldn't even find because it. Because he was mad with me. So, he would rather go out in 100-degree weather to do the y'all work because he's irritated with me about my complaints. I, I hope they got Xbox in heaven because I'm about to go ahead and look for this scroll. Jesus Christ mm-hmm. does not allow game playing. You know in what? Because y'all you, got too much work to do up there. Y'all are up there trying to save souls and stuff. That's they. Uh. Uh-uh. What? No. Uh-uh. You don't be saving souls in heaven. What you doing in heaven? I ain't saying that's the only thing you do in heaven. Boy. You. 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 What you they are say? Angel. What you they are, say? What they say? Every day is like what? Paradise. Right. You know what paradise is? Not the Xbox. Everybody's paradise is going to be different. But that's not allowed in the pearly gates. I just don't believe it to be so. Mm. If so, me and JC need to have a talk. But anyway, so. Jay-Z? I know JC. I know, I know. I'm just praying. I'm just praying. Jesus, help us, Lord. Anyway. (laughs) um, So, even on our journeys to becoming better people, we still have issues. Um... These issues are going to arise. They are never going to go away just because you are such a great person or you're becoming a better person. So that brings me to our seed of lavender that we're playing this week, which is also called our seed of wisdom. We watered the seed from this episode until our next episode. Every day we're intentional with it. And that seed for this week is growth. 
And growth is allowing yourself to connect with people and be in places that have the capacity to allow you to grow. And when you are in those capacities, that's when your evolution takes place. So that is the affirmation for this week. Evolving is work. And it's worth it despite the journey. When you start evolving, things are going to pop up. So like say for instance, your relationship is going great. Y'all are not having any issues. And then he comes home from work one day and plays the game for five hours and it pisses you off. Don't let that hinder the bigger picture. Don't let it stun your growth. Exactly. <laughs> you discuss it. You put things in place to compromise on both sides. And then you move forward. You just don't stand there and stay still because you're irritated about this one thing. Which can overshadow all the work that you've put in thus far. Don't do not do that. Like that one thing is not worth you know, risking all the work that you've done so far. And also know that when you're um, when you're evolving, things are going to happen. They're going to pop up. It's like the way the universe works. It's like those people who are going back to church and they haven't been in a long time and you're trying to get your life together. Literally, things are going to start happening because you are making those changes. If you think, you know, living your life in an evolved situation is going to make things easier it is not typically things are going to get harder to see if you're going to put in the work to see if you're going to fight the good fight so my advice to you is just to stay encouraged to stay around people that will help you get to where you need to be that will motivate you that will inspire you and just stick with it it's not easy but the end result is worth it may you have any closing remarks mm, be each other stepping stone yep pretty much that's all y'all got for me. I'll give you something else next time. <laughs> y'all been a blast. And enjoy yourselves. Love and blessings, y'all. Until next time. Peace.